The Lord Jesus Christ wants us to know that no matter what is taking place in our life, no matter the circumstances, he wants us moving forward. God is heartbroken when people are stagnant due to offense, due to unforgiveness. Uh, there are some people, uh, their hearts have been broken due to, to, to harsh disappointments that they have now decided to stop moving forward. Like you have some men, especially men, where you, you've heard stories where men have lost their money in the stock market, or maybe they have lost their job, they got laid off, and what happens next? They commit suicide. Because sometimes it's hard for men to move forward. But God wants his people to, people to know today that no matter, what taking, no matter what takes place in your life, I want you to continue to move forward. In addition to God desiring you to move forward, God is also saying that I'm giving you grace. My spirit is with you. I'm giving you my word. I'm giving you every I'm giving I'm giving you everything you need for you to propel, to push forward in Jesus name. Amen. So the title of my message today is moving forward in spite of your circumstances, moving forward in spite of your circumstances. We all come. We all have circumstances that may have affected us, affected us in a major way. Right. Uh, Daniel is a great example of this. The book of Daniel begins where. The children of God, their land is being conquered. So just imagine you're here in America and Russia comes and God removes the protection from America and he takes your president. This is what Daniel is going through. The king of Dan whoever the king of Judah was at that time, the Bible says that in Daniel chapter 1. And if you have your Bible, you can turn there. Daniel chapter 1 talks about in the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. They conquer it. They're killing people. In addition to that, they're now taking slaves with them. And they're saying now, you're going to come to, you're going to take you from your land and you're going to come to our land. And then it goes on to say that, and the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand with some of the articles of the house of God, which he carried into the land of Shinar to the house of his God. And he brought the articles into the treasure house of his God. So just imagine you're living life. Life is going good. You're serving a God of the Hebrews. Uh, uh, the sun is shining. Everything is well. And out of nowhere, your land is threatened and conquered. And now you're a young man, you're a young woman, and you're, you're taken from being known as God's own special people to now being the people of Babylon. And you have no choice at all. In fact, during this time, there were many people trying to prophesy, saying, listen, this is not going to happen. There's nobody coming to conquer our land. But God kept, God kept warning them, do not listen to them. The land is going to be conquered. And God let the land be conquered due to disobedience. The children of Israel at that time were serving other, other idols. They were worshiping other gods. They were doing things that God said do not do. So because they continued to disobey, they continued to rebel, God said, I'm going to remove the protection from you. I'm no longer going to have your back. You're going to be on your own. And this is where the book of Daniel begins. And the Daniel is a young teenage boy. Uh, this is significant because as a young teenage boy, he is now he's not just a teenage boy, but he's considered royalty. He's coming from the royal family. That means that he has a mindset, I'm supposed to garner a, a certain respect. I'm to be looked at and treated a certain way because my lineage, my family that I come from, we come from royalty. 
We're from a royal line. And now my world is being turned upside down just like that. I now have to live the way these people are telling me to live. And I have no choice in the matter. But the Bible says that Daniel purposed in his heart not to do everything they were telling him to do. And the first point I want to make to you is that in moving forward in, your in spite of your circumstances, your heart is your greatest superpower. What you purpose and what you decide inside your heart will determine what's going to happen to you. Uh, 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 I, like myself, I went through some harsh circumstances where my stepfather really wasn't a good man to me. And I went through some abuses. I went through some name calling. I, 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 I seen abuse from my stepfather. My stepfather used to abuse my mother. I mean, just things that were, as a young child can traumatize you. You know, sometimes we see violence on TV and we like, we like the violence, like John Wick. How many people saw John Wick? You know, anybody saw John Wick? Okay. Um, you saw John Wick? Okay, good. You saw, you, or you saw, I know you saw some of the Marvel movies, right? Okay, good. There's a lot of violence in there. But when you see violence firsthand, that's a whole nother ball game. And in seeing that, it affected me tremendously. However, I never allowed bitterness to enter into my heart. I mean, I just prayed for my stepfather on um, um, Friday. He was telling me that um, he, um, he opened up to me and said, um, it's, it's sad that I'm 60-something years old and I lost my job. I can't drive due to he has um, dementia. And he just began to pour his heart out to me. And I said, well, you know what? The Lord can turn that around for you. But I have an understanding that God does not want this man like this. God wants this man to be healed. The Lord Jesus Christ would rather this man be walking wholesome, strong. The, the Lord Jesus Christ would rather this man become, be, be as powerful as he is, no matter his age. So I decided to pray for him because I purposed in my heart that I will never allow bitterness or unforgiveness to take root into my heart. Amen. And no matter what your circumstances is, God is saying your heart is your greatest superpower and you have to purpose in your heart no matter what to move forward. Purpose in your heart to remain loyal to the Lord. Because you look in the story in the book of Daniel, Daniel remains loyal to the Lord. Daniel says, I'm not going to defile myself. In the, uh, in the book of Daniel, Daniel chapter 1, I'm going to read it to you. It says here, but Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Now, why did Daniel do that? Because the king of Babylon is smart. He's going to indoctrinate you. You're going to eat my food. You're going to drink my wine so that you're going to begin to depend on me for food. And I'm going to make you feel important because the food that I'm eating, you're eating. I'm not giving you the same food as the common people. I'm giving you food that comes from the king's table. So I want, to be, I want you to begin to change your mind to see yourself as one of the king's subjects. I also want you to now, you know, when you eat with someone, you're also sending a message that you accept that person. You know, you don't eat with people you don't like, right? I mean, have you ever had lunch with someone you didn't like? <laughs> You don't really do that. People, the people that you're eating with are people that you like. So the king of, the king of uh, Babylon, King Nebuchadnezzar, he is slowly but surely indoctrinating them. But the Bible says that Daniel purposed in his heart not to follow them. But in addition to that, Daniel said, I'm going to make a request. Listen, king, can you please change my diet? He has to make a request because he's in a land that does not, that's not his land. 
And you know, back then, the kings were ruthless. Uh, the, the best way to see the kings of, of, the, of the ancient world is think of Saddam Hussein. You guys remember Saddam Hussein? I know some of us are young. You guys remember? He was a man who was, they said he was ruthless. I mean, if you look at the documentary, there's a story of how he would force a woman to do certain things, things that they wouldn't do. I mean, it was just heinous. And the kings of the ancient world were the same way. If we decide you to, that you're going to die, you'll die today. If we tell you to strip naked and, and parade yourself, that's what you're going to do. If we tell you you're going to eat this food, that's how you're going to live and eat this. You're going to, that's how you're going to live. But Daniel purposed in his heart, but Daniel made a request. And the Bible says something powerful. After he makes a request, the Bible says that God begins to help Daniel. See, this is the thing, right? Many times we make the mistake where... We think God is going to move first, but many times God is waiting for us to move. And then as we move, God says, OK, now I'm going to back you up. The Bible says that after Daniel made that, that um, request, that God had brought Daniel into the favor and goodwill with this person who's responsible for feeding him. That word goodwill in the King James Version says tender love, tender love. Now, the person that, he was the chief of the eunuch, the person who Daniel was speaking to, he said, Daniel, you're going to endanger my head. If I change your diet, because Daniel wanted the diet to be changed to vegetables and water. Daniel says, the chief of the eunuch said, if I change your diet, you're going to look skinny. You're going to look smaller. The king is going to see that, and more than likely, my life will then be on the line. I'm going to be, I'm going to be beheaded. But Daniel said, listen, just test us these 10 days, and let's see what's going to happen. And I want to, I'm saying that because when you begin to have your heart loyal to the Lord, God will cause people to put their lives on the line for you. Amen. I believe during the civil rights movement, one of the reasons why the civil rights movement prospered, because there was many believers who were trying to bring change. And you find white people putting their lives on the line to change what was taking place during the early 1900s. So there were white people being murdered just to help black people get their freedom, get their, their civil rights. I mean, all throughout history, you'll find people helping other people because God will move a person to help them. And as you continue to keep your heart loyal to him, as you continue to walk with the Lord, God is going to help you. This is why we never have to be afraid of what's taking place in our world today. We never have to be moved by what's happening because God, Jesus Christ, is with us. And because you already dedicated your heart to him, he's going to help you no matter what is taking place. No matter the economic, no matter how the economy shifts, no matter how things have changed, no matter what is, no matter what is happening in our world today, God will help the people whose heart is loyal to him. The Bible says in 2 Chronicles, uh, for the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. So as you remain Loyal to, as you remain loyal to the Lord, as your heart remains loyal to him, God is ready to show yourself strong. Now, if you look at, if you study this in the book of Daniel, a miracle takes place. The Bible says at the end of the 10 days, when they went to look at Daniel, him and his three friends, their face, their flesh, their bodies look better. They, I mean, think about, we know that water and vegetables cannot do that. Most vegetarians are small, right? We don't find vegetarians who are, who are buff and big. A lot of them look small. I mean, their skin may look good, but they look small. But the, 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 the Bible says that Daniel and his three friends, their flesh looked fatter and healthier. 
So God did a miracle for them. So that, there go, that shows us that one of the greatest keys for miracles to take place in our lives is that our hearts have to remain loyal to him. And our hearts not to be moved. And it's very easy for your heart to be moved by something. It's very easy for fear to enter into your heart. This is why the Bible says to guard your heart, for out of it flows the issues of life. Everything that we're dealing with today is coming from people's hearts. The trauma, the rejection, the pain. But the Bible gives us a secret. Guard your heart. Purpose in your heart to remain loyal to me, and you're going to be fine. I'm going to help you. I'm going to prosper you. And the Bible says at the end of that, in addition to them having their their uh, flesh or their skin looking healthy, the Bible says that those youth got a promotion because their hearts were loyal to them, because their hearts were loyal to the Lord. They purposed in their heart, so God grant them a promotion. So we see here a secret. As we're moving forward in life, we want promotions. We want to be exalted. We want to enter into riches. We want to enter into prosperity. Remain loyal to the Lord first, and the Lord goes and backs you up and helps you. Amen. You see how that works? Amen. Let me read this scripture to you. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 13, verse 15, For the hearts of this people have grown dull, their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn. So the Bible is showing us that many times, if a person's heart is not properly healed, it's going to be very hard for them to receive things from God. And this is why I'm going to, I want to encourage you to keep your heart dedicated. Somebody, I met this, the other day I went out to go, um, I went out to go study at a coffee shop six around six, seven o'clock in the morning. And this man comes out of nowhere talking to me, distracting me. <laughs> he was actually a five percenter. I don't know if, sure if you guys remember the five percenters and the the, um, what do you say, the, the God bodies. I was so annoyed. Because I know when they come around, they're going to come with this sunlight nonsense. Sunlight and you God and spaceships, whatever nonsense he's talking. But he asked me a question. He said that, what do you do to get in the right state of mind? I said, I look to Jesus. He said, oh, Jesus is there. But I said, no, no, Jesus is the only key to having a pure and healthy heart. He's the only key. He's the only way your heart is going to be healed. I'm telling you, listen, the upbringing that I went through from my stepfather, even sometimes my mother, the rejection that I got, is only by the grace of God I stand here today, not as an offended person. It's only by the grace of God who healed my heart, who I allowed him to heal my heart, that's caused me to look past all the bitterness, to look past everything, and to continue to move forward. If I had allowed all that, my, if I allowed my upbringing to stop me, I would not have gone far. You know, many people we find who are homeless in the street, many times it's a heart issue. Many times you see people who are, who are committing heinous crimes, it's a heart issue. And God has given us a secret here. You want to move forward, keep your heart dedicated and loyal to me. Now the good news is this, is that your heart is already healed by the grace of Jesus Christ. Your heart is already pure. Your heart is already clean. The Bible says that he has taken out your stony heart. He has given you a new heart. So you have that, but continue to remain loyal to him. And as, we're, as our economy is shifting or, and things in our world are moving, you're going to remain at the top because God is going to show himself strong to you because your heart is loyal to him. Amen? Amen. The second point I want to bring out to you about moving forward is this. Time is on your side. 
time is on your side. Some people think they don't have enough time. Some people think they're running out of time. But I want to let you know that as you're moving forward and God is with you, time is working for you. Time is not working against you. Amen. The Bible talks about how Daniel is taught, uh, um, King Nebuchadnezzar had a, in Daniel chapter 2, King Nebuchadnezzar has a dream. And in this dream, he, I mean, he wakes up in the, mo- in the morning. He does not remember the dream. Neither does, he know the, neither does he know the interpretation. So he calls all these astrologers, all these wise men, the Chaldeans. And he says, listen, I've had a dream and I need you to give me the dream and give me the interpretation. I mean, this is amazing because back in that time, it showed that people really respect dream interpreters. They had a high regard for people who were connected or people who who claimed to have heard who, who claimed to have heard things from the spiritual realm. But the people that um, never, King, never, King, never, King Nebuchadnezzar called, they were not able to give him the dream, neither the interpretation. He gave them a second chance and they said, we cannot help you. He gave them a third chance and again they said, we cannot help you. So he made a decision to say, let's execute every single wise man, execute every single astrologer, execute every and anybody. Guys, give me a second. Execute any and everybody who is part of this realm who I'm depending on for spiritual answers. That's what the Bible says. And the Bible says that they begin to look for Daniel and his three friends. Daniel finds out that he's going to be executed. Think about this. You just, you're coming out of a land. You plead the king. You have, you, you have found to be ten times smarter than everyone that's there. You have chosen to serve the king in these, in these affairs. But now the king wants to execute you because he had determined that you guys are not able to give me an answer that I'm looking for. So Daniel goes to the king and he says, give me time and I'm going to find out what your dream was. This this is good because Daniel cannot have bargained with the king with money. Money would not have saved him. His intelligence would not have saved him. There's nothing that Daniel could have given him that could have saved him. But the one thing Daniel had was time. And I want to let you know that there's one thing that you have, the greatest asset that you have in your ability right now is time. Time is working for you. Time is not working against you. The Bible said that Daniel went home with his three friends. They got, they got to pray. And the Bible says that Daniel got the answer in a dream. Within a matter of hours, Daniel got the answer that he was looking for. In the same way, time is working for you to get the answer that you need. You're not running out of time. You're not in despair. You're not going to lose anything because God is giving you favor and the time that you need to get whatever you, whatever you got going on to help you in the situation that you're dealing with right now. Remember, we're talking about moving forward. And God's plan for Winners Church is that as you're moving forward is that you're excelling, that you're, sta- that you're outstanding, that you're on the top. God's plan is not for us to be at the bottom. Why? Because as I, as I stated with my uncle, with my stepfather, God wants us to be shining lights to help people, to be a blessing to people. So God has given us time. God has given us, and, and why he's given us that time? He's given us the answers and the solutions. The Bible talks about, another thing I want to I bring about time, time was created for us. We were not created for time. The Bible talks about how the sun, the moon, the stars, the seasons were created for us. They were created for our benefit. This is why it doesn't make sense for people to worship the sun and the moon. 
it does not, to, to be, to worship the universe is something, is, is not, it's just not correct when all these things have been created for our benefit. I, I like to tell people that human beings are the apex of society, of civilization. There is no other thing that's hiding us except for God. Even angels and demons, we are higher because of the glory we have received from accepting Jesus Christ as our Savior. Once we, have, once we have received Jesus, we've been placed at the right hand of God, far above all principality, power, might, and dominion. So we, who are, uh, as believers, we are the apex of society. So all things re in reality have been created for us. Not, thing, not, not we've been created for things. All things have been created for us. So time is something, an asset that's been created for you to use for your benefit. And as you, the more you see that, that time is on your side. But as some of us, we may think, you know, they, they got these memes on Instagram. You're turning, like I saw this meme. Somebody, oh, I'm turning 40, I'm getting arthritis. As I get older, uh, uh, things are getting worse for me in my body. That's not, I mean, if you see those memes, I see, I see you, may, you may laugh at it. But be careful never to accept that for yourself. Yeah. As you get older, your body's getting stronger. Amen? Yeah. You, you say, I, I, maybe, I know it's, it's a concept that may be hard to accept, but that's a reality that you have to believe. As you get older, your body is getting stronger, not weaker. Because time is working for you, not against you. This is why he said, I want you to live to the age of 120. That's a blessing that he has given to humanity. And he said that blessing before the cross, not after the cross. So even now, your bodies are meant and designed to live to 120. And not just live to 120 walking with a cane, but to live to 120 walking strong. Therefore, you can tell any pain in your body to go, I don't receive you. Because God has said, I'm going to live long. Time is working for me, not against me. The Bible says that Daniel asked for time and he got the request that he was looking for. The Bible also says this. That Jesus came in the fullness of time. Jesus came right on time for us. And he's going to continue to come on time for you no matter what you're dealing with, no matter what you're faced with in life. Jesus will continue to show up and be on time for you. Jesus is not going to, be, is not going to show up late. Amen? Amen? He's not going to come a minute after. He's going to be right there on time for you. And as you're moving forward, please remember that time is on your side. Amen. Say, time is on my side. My age is not working against me. It's working for me. I'm getting stronger. My bones are stronger. My heart is stronger. My joints are stronger. In Jesus' name. Amen. I, I can hear you. I can, I can feel that you guys really you, you believe that. And I'm happy that you believe that. Because there's too many people walk around today, they're accepting their old age. And they think it's okay. No, it's not okay. You know? And if, and if time is working for you, that means that you are youthful, you are young, you are revived, you are bright, you are beaming lights. Amen? Amen. There's some people, when they, they think they get old, they become useless. Not in the kingdom of God. Not, as, as long as you're a believer, you are, you are not useless. No matter how old you are, you are not useless. No matter what you have gone through, no matter what you have lived with, you are not useless. I know we have a lot of inmates who are they're, they're spending their days in prison. When they come home, it's hard for them to adjust 
and to adapt. But even them, as if, if there's any believer who is an inmate, even them, their, times are not, their time has not been wasted away. God has so much in store for them. Thank you, Father, for your grace and your mercy. Thank you, Jesus. And I want to read this scripture to you. In Genesis chapter 8, verse 20 to 22, Then Noah built an altar to the Lord and took of every clean animal and of every clean bird and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And, a smell of, and, a sm and he smelled, and the Lord smelled a soothing aroma, and the Lord said in his heart, I will never again curse for man's sake, although, you know what, I sense to, let me stop, let me just, let me um, say this to you. I want to go a little bit deeper into the, I'm going to follow the spirit. Um, okay, so, it's sometimes hard to tell this story, but I have to tell it to you, because I feel like God wants me to do that. Uh, my mother and my father, my father was married, my mother is what you called uh, a side piece, amen? Uh, I, God bless her. I mean, I don't say that to my mother, but I just want to speak to you guys and, amen. you know, how we, we, this is how we talk today, right? They meet up, they link up, and then they get together. My mother tells my father, listen, in order for me to take care of this son of yours, you're going to have to leave your wife and be with me. My father says, no, I can't do that. My mother says, okay, you can have him. So I love my mother for some time. Uh, I'm gonna, I, I feel to, to talk on her heart a little bit further, a little bit more. So I lived with my father for several years. And then finally my mother, she comes to her senses and she takes me back. But throughout the years, I developed a coldness towards her. I remember when I was 18, I would, walk, I would just walk past her in the street. I mean, I got, I got really cold. I got really, really, really cold. Um, my heart became hardened. And you know, men in the street don't make it easy because... Uh, uh, the, uh, as men, the street life is really about hardness. It's not. It's about don't show your emotions, don't cry. You're gonna be you're gonna be perceived as weak, and you're gonna attract the wolves, as they would say. You, back then, I, I told my son, you, you guys got it good. You know, I mean, you get to wear your Jordans, man. We had to look out. <laughs> I mean, I remember Boyd and Girl High School, that was a known school. They, the principal had to tell the kids, you can no longer wear uh, fashionable clothing because you're going to get robbed if you come to school. I mean, that's what we grew up in, right? So, but anyway, back to my mother and I. So it was a real coldness. And then my stepfather, he made it worse. Now, as a person growing up, you don't know what's happening. But slowly but surely, you're deteriorating. To certain, your heart is moving in a certain direction. But you're just going through the emotions of life. You're not, you're not seeing it. It's not until now that I'm saved, I look back and I say, wow, um, I was taught not to speak out. My, and then in an African culture, right, you're actually taught not to speak up. If you want certain types of food, you don't, and they're giving you this food, you don't tell them, I don't want that food. That's not allowed at all. 
You don't tell them. You know, I was telling Pastor, I could not. I remember my, my principal gave me a beating. Me and Delhi, you got a beating from our principals. And I said, um, the difference between the black American kids and the African kids is that the African kids, we couldn't go home and tell our parents that because they're going to say, well, you must have deserved it. But the black American kids, they come up there with bats, dogs. <laughs> Yo, I mean, I used, we used to see teachers get beat up. I mean, listen, teachers, would, you'd be shut your listen. No, oh, man, it was... Brooklyn was, was some New York was different. And I mean, thank God for what it, the, the changes taking place. So that's, that's my upbringing. But it really, really affected my heart. Really, it did. So then I got saved. And um, my mother said, uh, um, in spite of my mother, we, I, you know, it, it's weird because um, I can't really there's some emotions I can't experience because it's like a muscle that hasn't been worked out yet so that brings a discomfort. But there's one emotion or there's one thing I can do. I, I learned how to forgive because of the cross. The Bible talks about how Jesus died for our sins. So my mother one day asked me, why, why, how, do you, how can you forgive your stepfather of all he has done for you? I said, because Jesus forgave me of all my sins. So because I purposed in my heart to be a man of forgiveness and a man to overlook things. Sometimes you see people overlooking things, sometimes not because they are, they're cowards. Some people just overlook things because I'm just, I'm different. You know, I'm not going to, I can, sometimes people in the street can be disrespectful, whatever. I'm not going to pay attention to you. But my heart, what happened is that the Lord healed my heart. And then I took that healing and I purposed in my heart to be this way. So when I say your heart is a superpower, it truly, truly is. If you determine your, let me tell you something, greatness is not determined by your birth. It's determined by what you choose to do. Uh, uh, even, being, even being a failure in life is determined by a choice. So the more we purpose in our hearts to move forward with Jesus, to move forward with God, the more we're going to see success in our lives. Uh, uh, D- Daniel is in a land that he does not belong in. And he could have easily said, God has forsaken me. God has forgotten me. God, where are you? We're in a land of wickedness. We're in a land where they're trying to tell us to forget you. And now we have to know their gods. But uh, Daniel didn't allow that to stop him. Daniel said, I'm going to purpose in my heart to do what God has called me to do. And I want to encourage you that no matter how old you are today, no matter where you find yourself, maybe things did not work out. Maybe you didn't get everything you were supposed to get. Maybe uh, uh, your love life is not intact. Uh, Maybe uh, your job looked over you. Maybe whatever it is that you're dealing with, purpose in your heart to move forward. Purpose in your heart not to allow anything and anyone to stop you from the blessing that God has for you. Satan is wicked and his job is to stop you from receiving God's best for your life. So he'll bring bitterness. He'll bring evil. Like I mentioned for men, he'll make a man lose his job and commit suicide. Sometimes for a woman, a woman can have such, uh, uh, you know, 
she can fall in love with a man and have all these high hopes and the man snatches it from her by saying, you know what, I don't want to be committed to you. I'm just moving on. When he, in reality, he was just using her or her body. But God is saying, no matter what has taken place, move forward. Because what I have for you is greater. This is why the Bible says that as the rain goes down to the ground and it does not return, so shall my word that, be go, that, that goes forth from my mouth. I'm saying that because the word that God has spoken over you will come to pass, but he needs your participation. He needs your heart to be dedicated to moving forward. Never allow anything or anyone or no matter the circumstances to stop you from getting God's best for you. That was difficult for me to say, but I feel, I feel the Spirit of God wanted me to really touch on that a little bit more because we are truly dealing with heart issues in our society today. People are, are hard for them to, to move forward because of what's happening inside here. And just open your heart up. I know, I, know, I believe everyone here is saved, but continue. I remember when I, was, when I used to live with my father, I would hear knocks. I run downstairs, no one is there. Like, what, what kind of nonsense is this? Go up, like, what's happening? Go downstairs, nothing. Fall asleep, loud knocks. It, it finally, I finally understood what was happening. It was the Lord knocking on my heart. You know, the Bible says that I come at the heart. I come at, no, let me read it to you. I don't want to, I don't want to, um, I don't want to rob you of this um, revelation. Uh, I believe it's Revelation chapter, um, I'll, I'll, I'll find it for you. I don't want to keep you here, but it says, I stand at the door and I knock. I stand at the door of your heart and I'm knocking. What the Lord wants us to do is he wants us to open these doors and to allow him into the different parts of our heart. Some of us, we sometimes allow God in this part. That part, okay, God, you can have access to this, but I need you to just stay right there. But the Lord is saying, no, give me full access to your heart so I could bring the healing balm that you need to have your heart healed and made wholesome in Jesus' name. And I want to encourage you, really trust me when I say this to you, your heart is the key, and that's why it's your superpower. Your heart is the key. When you open your heart and allow him to heal it, to... Um, bring the bomb that the healing bomb that it needs you'll be surprised how far you go many times we see successful people in life because sometimes their hearts are they, they have wholesome hearts many times i remember i reading the story of mark zuckerberg and um i was trying to figure out how facebook facebook came to be and i read a story it's just about his, how his upbringing was very nurturing and his mother his parents they kept pushing the this thing of you have to be social there's no doors closed. Everyone come sit down and talk. So his success is not just because of his brilliance. His brilliance, his success also comes because of his upbringing. He was nurtured. You you be surprised how if you get into a nurturing environment, how far it will take you. And that's what the Lord wants to do with His Word. He wants to nourish and He wants to cherish your heart, so you can have all the healing that you need to move forward. So I went back to this point. So I want to encourage you to keep your heart. Attach to Jesus because that's a superpower. And as you do that, he's going to bring the healing that you need. Amen.
Let's, before I go, let me just, let's just say thank you, Father, for healing our hearts. Thank you, Jesus, for the fire, the warmth of God. Oh, Jesus, thank you for coming in. Thank you for the invasion of our hearts. Thank you for healing our hearts. Thank you, Jesus. We will never be the same. We will never be the same. We will excel and we will move forward because our hearts are healed by your grace, by your power, by your love. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. My last point I want to bring out to you about moving forward, and I believe this point is really going to help you. Move forward with excellence. Move with excellence. The Bible says in Daniel chapter 6 that Daniel now is, is, an, is a grown man. And it says here in chapter 1, It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 traps to be over the whole kingdom. And over these three governors of whom Daniel was one, that the traps might, might give an account to them, so that the king would suffer no loss. Then this Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and satraps because an excellent spirit was in him. So Daniel was distinguished. He got noticed because of the spirit of excellence that's just, that was in him. I want to take some time out to, 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 to congratulate all of you guys who got your master's this year. Give a round of applause. Or if you got your master's in time past, because that is an example of excelling. That's an example, example moving forward. But not just your masters. Maybe there's something else that you've been doing. This is your key to moving forward into promotions. One of your keys. The more you move with excellence. And do not allow mediocrity to hold you down or to keep you back. Mediocrity wants to come and make us comfortable and relax. God is saying, don't be mediocre. Move with excellence. And the Bible said that Daniel moved with excellence because guess what? There was an excellent spirit inside of him. If you study it out very carefully, excellent spirit is tied to the heart. There was something inside of his heart, and that was a spirit of excellence. This is why, uh, to, to piggyback on the heart again, another reason why the heart needs to be healed, or you, we, we, we need to, I mean, another reason why we, we should allow the Lord to continue to heal our hearts is that God can continue to put good things in there. Sometimes if you have a damaged heart, it's going to be very hard to get good things. So Daniel got a spirit of excellence because of how his heart was. And I want to encourage you, be careful not to get comfortable with life, but to continue to excel, continue to be the best at what you do. And when you do that, they're going to come looking for you. They're going to come calling for you. We want to hire you. We want you to do the work for us. We like the way you work. We like the way you are. Uh, you look at uh, uh, Kobe Bryant, uh, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Steph Curry. They got noticed because of their excellence. Not because they shoot well. If you, um, uh, it's, it's because they, they, they shoot well, but um, it's, more about, it's more about their mindsets and their success habits, what they're practicing behind closed doors. I was reading uh, uh, Kobe Bryant. They said Kobe Bryant was up five in the morning before practice started doing his own drills, and then practice started later on, and he continued to practice. He moved with excellence, and because he moved with excellence, he continued to get promotions, continued to excel. The same thing for you. Um, in our church, there's a uh, Brother Winston, some of you don't know him. I remember when he lost his job, his job had laid him off, and they said that's it. So he worked at this company for years. He dedicated his life to this company, and they said, we're just going to lay you off. They laid him off. But it was, I was shocked because after he got laid off, 
for two years, he was forced to learn a new skill. Two years, he learned a new skill. He excelled in that skill, and eventually the, um, a Madison Square Garden hired him to come work for them. Two years he took out to develop a skill. He did not allow the rejection of his job to stop him. He did not allow any circumstance to get in his way. He said, you know what? They have let me go. I'm going to go back to the drawing board. I'm going to pray, and I'm going to move forward. Amen. The favor of God came upon him. He, he moved with excellence, and he got promoted, and he's still making money today. Amen. So I want to encourage you, no matter where you find yourself, move with excellence. The Bible says this, that uh, in, in the Hebrew, that word excellence talks about exceeding extreme. Exceeding and extreme. Sometimes it's okay to be extreme. Sometimes okay to say, listen, I'm going home to work on my skills. I'm not going out today. I'm going to go home and be with the Lord. I'm going to go home and pray and pray and pray until the fire of God come upon me. I'm going to go home and do whatever it takes for me, whatever it takes for me to move to the next level. It's okay to be extreme to get the desires that you want, to get what you, um, desires that you have in your heart. It's okay to be extreme to achieve the goals that you want to achieve. It's okay to be extreme to get whatever it is that you're looking for. Do not allow the world to trick you. You know, many times we have friends, oh, you're doing too much of that. Why don't you relax a little bit? No, I'm not relaxing a little bit. I'm going where I need to go. You just give me, get out of my way and let me get there. The best thing a friend can do for someone is say, okay, let me help you get there. You know, we always have friends who are trying to get us... We always have friends who are trying to get us to take a break. I don't want to take a break. <laughs> I want to get what I want. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> no, no, no. So I want to encourage, don't, don't, don't allow people to stop you from achieving your goals. Of course now we don't want to enter into works where we're now injuring ourselves to get our goals. That's not what the Bible teaches. But it's okay to say I'm taking a few days out to focus on what God has for me. I'm taking a few days out to do whatever I need to do to reach point B, point C, point Z, whatever it is that you have going on. So it's okay to be extreme. Now, and this last thing I want to bring to you, uh, and comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 31. We're talking about excellence, and it says here, But earnestly desire the best gifts, and yet I will show you a more excellent way. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 31. Then it goes into 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And it says here, it goes into, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. So it's connecting from First Corinthians chapter 12, the previous chapter, and, it, and, and this new chapter is now talking about love. And I know it's talking about works, but Jesus wants us to know, in moving with excellence, love is the most excellent way. Love is the most excellent way. Jesus gave us a strict warning. He said, because of lawlessness, because of wickedness, because of evil, the love of many will grow cold. That's why you got people sometimes, they don't want to hold the doors for nobody. They don't want to get up for the, person, the old woman on the bus, uh, the elderly woman on the bus anymore, the pregnant woman. They don't want to help them anymore. People's hearts are growing cold. And I want to encourage you to protect your heart. We're talking about the heart again. And walk in, continue to walk in love towards people, especially the people of this house. The Bible says that do good to the household of faith. Do good to the people that are in your own household. That's not just talking about your home. That's talking about believers that's in front of you. Walk in love towards them. It's okay to say, come over to my home. Let me cook you a meal. 
Hey, how are you doing today? I want to walk in love. I want to walk in love today. Do you have any needs? Do you have anything that you're looking for? Is there anything that I can help you with? That is walking in love. And you all know that the more you help others, the more you're going to receive grace and favor for your own, your own dreams and your own desires. So I want to encourage you to, as you're moving in excellence to walk in love towards people. Walk in love and practice healing. Walk in love and practice saying, you know what? I'm going to pray for my brother and sister in Christ. Hey, how are you doing today? Can I pray for you? You have a dream? I'm going to spend five hours fasting for you. Well, I mean, that's a little extreme, but I mean, if you can do that, do that. But <laughs> the point I'm making is that I'm going to spend time praying and fasting for you. Amen. That is walking in love. When you say, I'm going to put down what I have and I'm going to focus on someone else. Let us, let, let, let us begin to pray um, right now. Father, thank you so much for your word today. Thank you, Father God.